0: Welcome. This is Sibling Revelry. I'm Caitlin Perlman.
1: And I'm Andrew Merriweather.
0: And uh, we're siblings, turns out.
1: Birthed from the same same womb.
0: Crazy. We're also roommates.
1: And also best friends. So this is the first episode. This is our pilot episode of Sibling Revelry. So yeah. um, how it's going to work is that each week, either Caitlin or I will bring in a topic or question this week it's you this week it's going to be my turn Caitlin has no idea what the topic is mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be a total surprise this is the first time she is hearing it I promise we have not discussed this topic at uh, at least in recent history mm-hmm. we may maybe have sometime in the past maybe who knows far off in the past but this is meant to be totally spontaneous uh, totally off-the-cuff conversation about a certain topic Right. Well, so I guess before we jump in, uh, one thing we should say is who we are speaking for today. Mm, Yes. Um, So uh, We're not just
0: speaking on behalf of ourselves.
1: Yeah, we're speaking on behalf of our specific demographic. Um, So I I guess for today, I'm speaking for all 23-year-old white males who are also Quaker, who are also ENFP personality types, and who love Indian food. Um, So it's a good demographic. Yeah.
0: Great. Well, well, I'm speaking for all white women in their late 20s um, who got a very expensive liberal arts education and are still living below the poverty line. (laughs) That's what I'm speaking for today.
1: So for all of you (laughs) listeners out there. Who fit those demographics? If you feel that your opinion has been misrepresented, you may submit corrections. By all means. By all means. And we will uh, apply them accordingly. Excellent. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Lay all it right. on
0: me. Lay this topic on. I'm okay. be
1: curious. So, for our first topic, our okay. first ever topic, mm-hmm. sibling revelry, my question to you is oh, no. In the future, when we inevitably have robotic, uh, companions,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: is it going to be wrong? Is it wrong to have a robot slave, a robot servant
2: mm-hmm. who
1: does your bidding? Uh, why or why not? And would you have a robot slave if the option were available?
0: Hmm. Jeez. Well, okay. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> this isn't a complex issue at all. I mean I guess the first the first question that pops into my mind is is what is consciousness, right? Um and what is sentience? So we define ourselves as human beings as being conscious, sentient beings, which is why it's wrong to enslave us. So is it possible? I guess the real question is, is it possible for a robot to be to be sentient, to have a soul, a quote unquote soul or consciousness of some kind?
1: Well see it's interesting because I, I wonder I mean, I think sentience definitely is the, sort of the crux of the issue. But of course, like with animals, we definitely assign some level of sentience. Yes. Now. Um, and it seems like we, we, we ascribe more and more sentience to animals with each passing day. Right. But we still nonetheless, you know. Eat them. Eat them. Use them for labor. Mm-hmm. I mean, horses are still like very often we used. We do ride on them. We ride on them. We pull. Some people still mm-hmm. pull plows. With them. We
0: dress them in sweaters.
1: <laughs> you things, know no
0: dog wants to be dressed in a sweater. That's
1: true. So it doesn't seem like sentience is the only thing. I mean maybe it's just a level of sentience mm-hmm. that
0: we have. I don't necessarily think it's the only thing that we should use to answer the question. It's just the first thing that pops into my head. Is the is the whole the ethics of owning a robot slave is this question of, well, we obviously think we obviously in the, sitting in this booth together think that slavery human slavery is wrong I, I think we can both agree on that
1: yes we could definitely both. <laughs> there was, a, there was, there was a way too much pause I don't know why I took I think I was imagining what I think you
0: would... were gonna make a joke and then you didn't make the joke
1: yeah i Cause you were
0: like wait slavery is horrible <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't joke about how I like slavery in the first episode of this podcast. Okay, can, but can we, we can agree on this? Yes, we can okay. agree on
1: that for sure. But, I mean, but we kind of agree that, but it seems like we're also agreeing that we use animals in such a way that we would never use human beings, right? Oh, absolutely. Or we, or we wouldn't use human beings oh. now in certain places.
0: <laughs> right, I guess that's true. We're speaking in a very... Um, in a, in a way, a very limited scope. We're speaking in a, sort of a, a sense of, u- we have a sense of universal ethics here that we're applying that do not always get carried out in part. I mean, obviously there are more, there are more human slaves now than there ever have been in the history of right. the world. I mean, let's, but we don't have to get into, I mean, that's a whole nother issue,
1: right. um, that an can important be issue. but fleshed out at another time. Right. So to bring it back around to robots here, mm-hmm. right? I mean, one, do we want to categorize robots in the same way? Are they less? Are they like below animals, mm-hmm. sentence-wise? Yeah. Or... I mean, I'm not
0: saying yeah, yeah, like yes to answer that question. Yeah, I'm, that, I'm understanding the point. You're that confirming.
1: That you're I'm confirming that, that is a question that ought to be asked. Yes, thank you. <laughs>
0: um, right, and I think I would say I would not place robots below animals. I, I, it's almost like you can't, can't, put them anywhere in the chain, in the list because. They're a thing that we will we would have created in a sense from scratch, in a way that animals are not. Animals came from something else, and they evolved to be useful to us, and to have us in some cases be useful to them, and and therefore like their biology changed and their, you know. But I don't. <laughs> with a robot i mean if we build the robot and we install software that is that really actually models some kind of human intelligence we've created we've created that being from scratch even like more like even more so than like a baby because there's some kind of biological function that that we can't really explain where that comes from that allows two people to to collide and create a a human life. But like this would be like building it, like a choice to say like, all right, I'm inventing, I'm like sparking this to life right now. So like, I guess the question is, do we somehow, if we created that life, do we somehow own it? So Andrew. I, uh, let's take a step back from the conversation for a bit. Okay. I, I kind of need to to take a break. I was hoping maybe we could play a game.
1: Okay. What kind of what kind of game do you want to play?
0: Um. Well, it's actually a game that we made up. So I'm actually sort of surprised that you didn't know we were going to play this game. Yeah.
1: That's pretty. That's pretty weird. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Something about that doesn't add up. No,
0: it certainly doesn't. Um. This game is called Elaborated Pop Lyrics. It's a guessing game in which we present you with lyrics, you, the audience, with lyrics from a pop song that we have rewritten and elaborated to maybe call out some of the uh, more subtle nuances of a lyric, perhaps.
1: And, uh, and some, elucidate, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Add some
0: flowery language like. to these mm-hmm. uh, these lyrics. and uh, And then it's your job, audience, to guess this song. Um, and it, bonus points for if you can guess the lyrics that we have also, guess the exact lyrics that we have picked for the song. Obviously, you don't get a prize for this, so the bonus points don't mean much, but- But you get the joy. But they're there.
1: The joy of solving the puzzle yes. and knowing that if you send us a message saying what it is, we will send you something back saying, hey, good job. <laughs> That's what's up. And maybe maybe an emoji if we're feeling
0: whimsical. Maybe an whimsical. Emoji.
1: <laughs> Which is most of the time, so <laughs> yeah, almost you got certainly it. gonna get an emoji. Oh, you got it.
0: All right. Um. So that's how this works. I'm gonna read our first lyric. Now, remember, this is these are we're gonna read you three lyrics, and they're all from the same song. So that's something important to keep in mind. All right, you ready for the first lyric? But they're in
1: no particular order, right?
0: That's true. They are there. We've randomly chosen lyrics, and we put them in whatever order we felt like. So it's not necessarily the first lyric I read is not necessarily gonna be the first one in the song.
1: Okay. All right, you ready?
0: Yes. Our first lyric. Those who have scorned lovers in the past will continue to take lovers and then scorn them, while those who present themselves inauthentically will persist in behaving in an inauthentic manner.
1: (laughs) How'd you like that? Them apples. That's like some Faulkner right there.
0: (laughs) Well written, (laughs) we would say. (laughs) Well elaborated.
1: (laughs) Okay, second line. Again, these are not in any particular order. We're jumping around the song, uh, but I'm going to take line number two. And to the gentleman on the other side of the room who possesses appealing features, I wish to invite you to engage in dancing practices appropriate to our age group.
0: That was like some Jane Austen That's right That's some there. Jane Austen That's right some, right there. like, Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> yes, very, like, romantic and yet strangely formal. <laughs>
1: I mean, I don't think I could say no. no to if a woman, so if, if, if um, a woman came
0: up to you and said that, you, you would have to say, yes, madam. Yes, uh, I will Miss, oblige
1: <laughs> you and in your invitation. Yeah.
0: All right. <clears throat> and our final lyric for this song. I often attend romantic outings with various partners, but have not yet found that they lead to any sort of reliable companionship, or at least that is the perception of the general public.
1: All right, so if you think that you know what song we are talking about, then uh, yeah, we'll give you we'll we'll give you some kudos. Uh, give, maybe give you a shout out uh, on on the airwaves. Um, so yeah, you will there will be there will be a email address, uh, uh, Twitter coming soon where you can you can send us your answers, uh, and we will get that to you at the end of the episode. So my yeah. question, what I want to know would you actually have so you want to know if I would I want to know if you would in your future home uh would you have a robot maid who like Hmm. um or a manservant who like really I mean their main function was to keep your house clean to do your laundry let's say even cook meals like when Mm -hmm. you didn't feel like cooking
0: well there's a part of me that just wants to very easily say well yes that would be great to have a robot slave but then there's right, but then of course I have this I get this sort of icky creepy crawly feeling about it because um, because the justification for that is, well, because it isn't human. And of course, like I could interact with it and find out and and see if I get a sense of is this is this human like? would I get attached to this robot? Would I start, I don't know, giving this robot gifts, would I give it time off to go? do robot fun robot leisurely activities i mean at what point do i start to treat it like a human being do i start to think of it like a human being even though i know it's not but it also sort of harkens back to me of this whole i mean how do we justify enslaving africans when 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 white people brought them over in the 1600s how do they justify well they're not human because
1: they weren't people right? <laughs> right
0: they're not they're not human beings and and it was constantly reinforced, well, if they're not intelligent, they're... Because they weren't ed- educated, they were seen as not intelligent. And because they were seen as not intelligent, it was justified in, well, we don't have to treat them
1: like like peers. Well, so what would be that line, though? You know, like, when would you, with your robot servant, let's say her name is, or his... Would they even have gender? Let's say mm. its name is um, Jebediah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you really just name the robot Jebediah? I can did. we give it a different can we give it a name that isn't so um, clunky?
1: Bartholomew.
0: <laughs> God. How about how about uh how about
1: Linus? Okay. So your robot servant Linus. What I mean what would be the line for you where you would say I'm not entirely sure if I'm comfortable with mm-hmm. having Linus walk the dog anymore. <laughs>
0: I'm say I say to my husband, who's like, "What's wrong, honey?" Uh,
1: <laughs> he folds the newspaper. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he removes his glasses and he looks at me sternly and then he fixes his tie. Uh, uh, to be honest, from per, for me personally, that would probably happen pretty fast. I I attach personality to things that don't have sentience. Like I I, I treat. I mean I as a as a dog lover especially but all different kinds of pets I also uh assign like a, maybe a level of personality or understanding or knowledge to animals that they don't I know they don't have but I do it anyway um or or even I don't know I think I think it would be really I think I, I think I'm a very imaginative person and therefore it would be very easy for me to imagine and perhaps even convince myself that Linus was seeing and feeling and experiencing a lot more than maybe he actually was. And maybe suffering as a result. I think it would probably happen for me pretty quickly that so, I would start to feel uncomfortable about it.
1: And so then would you just set Linus free or... I mean, I mean ideally, Lin-
0: I would, like, sit down with Linus and have a conversation. But the thing is, what's... I mean, what kind of AI are we talking about here?
1: Right. Well, because I mean, is,
0: is Linus... I mean, is it is it like... The house elves in Harry Potter, where apparently their programming is to be slaves, right? Apparently, like they enjoy it, they enjoy serving other people, and so to 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 rec- like to talk about the idea of freedom from slavery is offensive. Like, would we program our our domesticated robots, our domestic help robots, to like live to serve us, and therefore like not be able to engage in a conversation? An intellectual conversation about like, Linus, are you happy with the work that you're doing? And if you and yeah. if you answer, and if you're programmed to answer, yeah, the, Linus is programmed to answer yes to that question. How can I actually trust that the answer is true?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this gets really complicated. I mean, this gets this gets into a place where, how much do we trust the programming? Mm-hmm. I mean, do we say that like? The programming is foolproof, such that there's no amount of experience that mm-hmm. Linus that the, could have. Yeah,
0: that the robot is its programming, as opposed to is, has the ability to transcend its programming.
1: Right. All right, Kaylin, Uh I think we need to take a break from all the wisdom we've been sharing mm on uh, robotic slavery. So there's a lot of wisdom. (laughs) A lot of wisdom. Maybe stupidity, maybe wisdom. (laughs) But, you know, what's never stupid is the opinions of our incredible landlord, Fred Good. Yes,
0: yes. It's time for what we're calling good wisdom. Like we said, he's our landlord. He's uh, a really interesting, articulate, well-spoken, rad dude. And uh, we like to ask him his opinions on things. That's kind of, that's how conversations usually with Fred usually go. Is hey Fred, what do you think about
1: eggs? Like, ever... Man,
0: if only we had a microphone in front of you right now.
1: And now we have. Yes. So, uh, for our first, our first uh, piece of good wisdom, uh, Fred will be talking about online dating.
2: Of course, I was. I. I... I was already married and and um, had no wasn't interested in trying to find a mate. But um, I've seen the emergence of these online dating services, and I, I think it's very intriguing because um, it kind of makes people into commodities. It seems to me, and I, I have this love hate with the internet. I'm trying to learn to use it more and to. And to get into it more than I have been, but um it scares me that we're we're human beings are are being turned into commodities, and so you you sort of package yourself and 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 um you sell yourself to other people on the internet <laughs> i I suppose it you know it it uh I don't know how you could sense somebody or or get a sense of somebody that way, but I suppose you can. Um, I mean, I happen to be very intuitive in a way. I mean, I I either like a person or I'm kind of not particularly interested in them. And I don't know if I could do that on the Internet. It would be hard for me to, to see something, you know, a description unless maybe i i would love to i read uh, uh, barack obama's first first book, the very first book he wrote, and i have to say that i i really felt like i i had a he was a a guy I would be a buddy with um and there's somebody else oh this guy um um tannahisi coat coats yeah i i really feel like oh my god, you know this this guy. But but he, it's not his description of himself. It's how he sees things, and that's pretty hard on the internet. I mean, I don't think that I, I'd be interested. I haven't ever gone to a dating um, to one of these um, um, sites, and I wonder if people. But I'm assuming that people describe themselves like I have a, yeah, you know, I'm I'm a kind person, and I I like to jog, and I. Um, and I don't know, you know, whatever. Rather than um, a, a, de- a description of how they see the world, which is for me much more interesting, um, but you know, so so be it.
0: Well, let's let's just talk in a PG way about sex bots. Okay. Because this is another, this is like a whole nother level, right? I mean, and I feel like there was some, there was some book that came out. I feel like I saw saw it on, saw it on like the Colbert Report or something. Um, The guy wrote about like robot love, and the and the potential. And let's let's face it, because we're human beings and we love sex, the inevitability of creating robots that can have sex. I mean, they're already being invented right now. And I don't want to get, we don't, I don't feel like we have to get super into talking about sex specifically, but my question regarding the the option of having a robot who is capable of engaging in sexual intercourse with you in some way sexual activity with you in some way and like maybe even like to take it a step further is is designed to do that right that their mm-hmm. their that their physical bodies are designed to mimic that of a sexual partner um they're programmed to Speak in a certain way. They're programmed to be seductive. They're programmed to be ready whenever you are, right? There's a certain way in which they're designed to be the ideal sexual partner to satisfy the sexual needs of the human being. So, a couple of questions, right? Is, is it ethical to have a sex bot? And this other sort of beyond the ethics, but what what happens to us? What would happen to to a human being psychologically? Engaging in a sexual relationship with a robot. Because you... ah, It's hard for me to believe that attachments would not form.
1: Oh, I'm sure they would. I think inevitably relationships would form because that's what we would want from that robot. Mm -hmm. And if once that's open, then of course, yeah, you're going to start forming an emotional relationship.
0: You will, but I think... And all, all of this is so theoretical, but imagining myself having a sex bot and getting attached to it, I think that there would always be this question in the back of my mind, though, of whether or not the robot was capable of becoming attached to me, getting a robot that is designed to be a sexual partner. It is programmed to, to appear to be attached to you. In, in, in whatever capacity you want, right? But the fact that you're altering its programming or that it came to you from the manufacturer with certain programming in place of, of its behavior indicating its attachment to you, how can you ever trust that it is? In the same way that how could I trust Linus if I ask him if he's happy and he says, yes, how can I trust that if he's designed to say yes, if he's programmed to say yes?
1: And so that doubt would always be there for yeah, you. But... I
0: think so. I think so.
1: Well so okay. So in summary at the end. 1 so we we've, we've opened up to 1. Would you have in the future, presumably there will be robot servants. Mm-hmm. Would you have a robot servant? And as an extension of that, would you ever try out the sex bot which probably will come before the robotic servant let's be real true
0: the sex in a way sex is a lot easier to learn how to do than laundry (laughs) that's not true actually but you know all the domestic tasks combined it might be sex might be easier (laughs) i'm not sure i actually i take that back i have to think about it um,
1: it's a topical. Tip. What's, <laughs> what's what's harder, laundry or sex? <laughs>
0: exactly. Um, I think I think the answer. I think the answer to the first question: Would I have a Would I have a robot, a dom- like a domestic help robot that was in my house doing my laundry and my dishes and all that? It's a tentative yes,
1: mm-hmm.
0: with the ability, with the knowledge that I will probably assign it. I will probably anthropomorphize it in some way um, and may try to engage in the robot in conversation that I may or may not be able to trust is actually an accurate, like, intellectual discourse with, a, with, a, with an equal. I will always kind of, I think there will always be some questions for me in the back of my mind about that. The sex bot. I can't say definitively that I would not try it. But it does not appeal.
1: Intuitively.
0: Intuitively, it does not appeal, and especially as, like, a regular thing.
1: But... Just the occasional dabble.
0: (laughs) Well, what I was going to say is, I'll try almost anything once. Yeah. So, I don't know.
1: Right. Maybe. Okay. So, a tentative yes and a maybe. Really strong commitment. (laughs) Well, what about you? I'm going to say no on Servant Robot.
0: Okay. Can you give me some... Because obviously your mind has changed over the course of this conversation. It has changed.
1: It has changed. I mean, I think that the types of robots that would be able to do those types of things would also eventually be able to have high levels of intelligence. And I think we're going to find that that becomes very uncomfortable very quickly. Mm -hmm. So I think no to servant robot I mean I'm sort of in a similar place to you of like well I almost feel like I would try anything once that being said I would never use tinder ever (laughs) so (laughs) if I'm not willing to engage if
0: you're not willing to use tinder are you really willing to have sex with a robot
1: (laughs) (laughs) you've been listening to the dispatch of the sibling revelry podcast If you want to hear more of this conversation, you can download the radio cut of this episode. If you want to join the conversation, please feel free to email us at siblingrevelrypodcast at gmail.com or tweet at us at sibling underscore revelry.
0: This episode was produced and edited by Andrew Merriweather. Our music is by Fleming You can find more of his work at fleminggoses.com. A special thanks to Fred Good for his wisdom and to Christina Dialinus for her input and assistance. Thanks for listening.